98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. Is this the week for your son to go back to school? Thursday, man. Thursday? I know, a lot of kids, yeah. Why do they start on a Thursday? I don't know. I was talking to another Knock parent about this. Knock it off with that. Uh, where was I? I was at the water park, and I started talking to another parent, and they said, yeah, Thursday. Mm-mm. And here's the other thing. They go for a half day. No, 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 no. What is that all about? I should be running the school systems around here. You start that on a Monday. I wonder why they do start it on a Thursday. Torture? Because then we can't go out of town this weekend. Because You know what I'm saying? We, you, we could take a vacation, but we can't really because we got to be here Thursday. Why don't they just make it next Monday and then somebody could do things, you know? That's what I'm saying. You, you start on a Monday. Nobody ever starts. Like if you kick off the, a new radio show or kick off anything, it always happens on a Monday. Why in the world would they choose a Thursday? I don't know what they, but that's uh, been typical in my child's life. We usually start midweek or Thursday. I don't know the logic of that. Seems like I started on Mondays. Uh, so I don't know what, what that's all about. What is his feeling? Um, is he uh, excited to go back to school? Is he kind of like apprehensive? I hated, I hated going back to school because I lived in a neighborhood and I was riding bikes and climbing trees with the buddies around the neighborhood. And then they're like, now you got to go study English. I, I hated that. Uh, however, he must be a lot different than me because he's ready to roll. He's, he's good to go. He got excited about getting the school supplies and all that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of kids are like that where they like going back to school. Well, he should not want to go back to school. The summer this guy's had, what, he go to golf camp? He went to Camp Shalom. He's done tennis camp, uh, charcuterie board camp. Yeah, what he is did all these all. camps this guy's doing? Well, if, you know, nowadays, and like my grandparents, my grandfather just worked and my grandmother was able to stay home. Nowadays, if you don't have two salaries in the household, it gets a little tough. And so I'm not going to quit my job and she's not going to, my wife's not going to quit her job. So what do you have left? It's like you got to pay somebody to watch your kid throughout the summer, and that's what we had to do. It's expensive. Oh, it's, well, Tiger, it's good when they go back to school if you're in public let, school. Let me stop you for a second here. I said, how is he feeling about going back to school? And then you go into this, oh, back in my day, used to have to, bread was 50 cents. I'm asking how no, then he's you asked doing. about what's the deal with all the summer camps. So I, I told you what the I, deal was. No, it's then I said that he shouldn't want to go back to school because he's had, like, the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Yeah. Well, anyway, he, I guess he likes to learn because I hated it. Well, there you well, go I'm again, so talking about you. You yeah. can't help it, can you? Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, Codger, what happened I'm to you? I'm just comparing him. I'd so, like, yes, he's I'd excited. Be like, what's your uh, I'll be like, Tyke, what's your son's favorite flavor of Popsicle? Well, back in my day, a Popsicle was a penny. <laughs> it was? <laughs> I think if you've had kids, you've all had an experience where your kid either got out of the crib or was figuring out trying to get out of the crib. It's 98.5 The Bull. Listen to this story of a kid that got out of the crib. Well, this kid's three years old now, so I'd imagine three-year-old can get pretty much anywhere they want. My nephew is three, and he could climb out of it. They don't even bother putting him in a crib. He just has a little bed now. What I found is that if you have a three-year-old running around the house, they always crawl right to the most dangerous thing they can possibly crawl towards. Uh, Did your, when your son was three, did he ever walk toward the door and escape? Um, no, but he, we would lose him in the house and thought he got out. It was pretty scary stuff to lose a kid. Listen, this three-year-old in Wisconsin woke up from a nap, put his shoes on, and walked to the nearest McDonald's, all while his mom and twin sister were asleep in the house. Here's his mom talking about what happened. This little boy woke up, put his shoes on, woke up from our nap. I was asleep on the floor. Woke up from our nap, put his shoes on, and walked to McDonald's. I don't know what time he left the house. I don't know how he left the house. We all were asleep. I was asleep on the floor. We all knocked out. And he woke up and put his shoes on and went to McDonald's. It's not funny, but it's hilarious. Mm-mm. Boy, that would... Golly. Well, how what? terrifying. She doesn't tell the rest of the story. What happened? The cops come, and then they find the uh, mom. They found or... the kid unharmed. Uh, I don't know what the kid's plan was. Did he have money for McDonald's? Uh... I don't know, man, because um, I definitely... 
understand taking your eye off your kid for 30 seconds and then going, well, where'd they go? But also, I, at my house, I had these things on the doorknob, you know, the kids couldn't open. You also had locks that were higher than they were, so they couldn't unlock it. Oh, yeah, those weird doorknob uh, yeah, where they can, things that they can't spun. Yeah. We can't. The adults can twist it, but kids can't. I mean, I had that house, like, rigged up so it couldn't get out. But I think when you're three, though, that's when you get into, like, everything, right? Uh, two to three, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's it's like if you're a parent and you you think you're just going to sit on the couch and lounge one Sunday. No, no, you're up like, where is it? Oh, my God. Get that Lego out of your mouth. Oh, my God. You know, it's on and on and on and on. I don't think I ever remember any instance in my childhood going out of the house ever. Like, even I lived out in the middle of nowhere. I was mm-hmm. allowed to go outside. I still didn't. Now, my sister claims that she would sleepwalk sometime. Mm-hmm. And... uh you know, she's like 15, 16 and uh, <laughs> gets caught out on the, the back deck or whatever. And she's like, oh, I was sleepwalking. Yeah. Well, she's I'm like, well, that's real convenient. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he was trying to sleepwalk to a party her friends were having. <laughs> she claims total uh, narcolepsy or whatever sleepwalking. Were you at the club last night and you're underage sleepwalking? Yeah. Sleepwalking. Tyke <laughs> <laughs> and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. A lot of us uh, already have kids in school. Others are waiting. Um, today I'm going to uh, something they call orientation, Daniel. I'm going to go up there with my son. He's a second grader. I'm going to go up there and orientation. I did this for first grade. I did this for kindergarten. Could not be a m- more uncomfortable for me. How so? Um, well, you go into the classroom and you're looking at the classroom and the teachers worked very hard on the classroom and it looks great and they spent time during their summer and you're kind of looking at the things and the teacher explains how the year is going to go, how the homework schedule is going to go and all this. Um, but meanwhile, we're in the classroom and all the chairs are made for people that are, you know, second graders. Mm-hmm. So you think I'll go in the classroom, I'll just grab a chair and, and sit down and listen and take it all in. No, no, no. You're standing up. And then there's no, you can't go to the back of the room necessarily because there's just tables and stations everywhere. So I just kind of stand just in the middle like an idiot. All the other parents kind of know each other. The moms especially. I guess they have book clubs and things. So they got their little, like, their little posse over there. And uh, I just stand there, and I don't know anybody. (laughs) It's so uncomfortable. But it's not, they're not there to see you. I know, but it's just like, who is that random guy just standing in the middle of the classroom talking to no one? Ty, you really think that's what they're thinking? They're thinking, there's just... There's a guy, there's somebody's dad. You know what? I have to pick him up from school every day, too, mm-hmm. which I like doing. However, I think all the moms think I'm just an unemployed guy because I don't see as many dads there anymore. I used to in kindergarten, but it seems like moms are more the ones picking up, So, and maybe they're, they're rich and so they don't worry. I don't know what it is, but they think I'm probably just some drifter. I don't think they think about you. They, you're such a narcissist. They don't, no, not. You're not Michael I'm Jackson. The they're, of a not, narcissist. they're not looking for you. A narcissist would think... Uh, that, that everybody people are thinking positively. Yeah. I'm like, everybody doesn't want me around. <laughs> Why Tight, is this guy here? They All don't right. think twice so I about, worry about that. Okay. No. What, do you want a throne in there for you to sit down while you go to orientation? I remember one time I went to orientation, and uh, we had had like a million things going on at work, and I had to rush over to orientation, and I had to go to the bathroom, buddy. Like, it was becoming like a 9 out of 10. Oh, no. And I start the orientation, and finally I just have to go, hey, where, where's the restroom? I go in there, these urinals are like, <laughs> So far down that it's uncomfortable, too. They don't have, like, adult stuff there. I couldn't go in the teacher's lounge where they used to smoke, by the way. They wouldn't let me go in there. I had to go to the regular, mm-hmm. and uh, that was uncomfortable. You have no right to complain about feeling out of place or uncomfortable after what happened to me when I was picking up your little son that time. 
that lady Sophie that has kids in the class also they didn't that rec- was- they recognized me as picking them up every day yeah. and now there's a new guy so the alarm bells are going off yeah and then I uh, I was there to come back and me and Mac got in the car I put him in there and uh the lady rolls down the window and or taps on the window and I wrote it down she's like uh who are you <laughs> <laughs> and I was like uh I, I, do, I do the radio it? show with Tig and she clearly had no clue who that was you yeah. or me or the radio mm-hmm. was and finally mac just had to give her like the thumbs up that she was okay i was accused of kidnapping a child and you're uncomfortable because you had to use the little urinal you're, and even if um you didn't use that way to explain it what would you have said because you you can't because you're not related to my son you would just say this is my friend no <laughs> i said worse. i said it's my godson i wouldn't say it's my friend oh i see <laughs> She's my little friend here. <laughs> no, but I must have no looked, need to worry. I must have looked so haggard that <laughs> like, she was scared. Which drifter is picking up this kid today? I'm glad they're looking out for each other, though. That's true. I did appreciate you know, it. You yeah. know, I appreciate that a mom said, hey, you know, that seems uh, suspicious. I'll go check on it. I appreciate the concern, not the pepper spray. <laughs> it's 98.5 The Bull. 740, you could be staying at River Spirit Casino Resort to see Russell Dickerson. Relief from that heat, 83 are hot today. You see a little rain still dancing around our listening area. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tig and good morning to you, you, Daniel. Painting a picture with words, right? Dancing around dancing the around. Around. Yeah. You know, a simple pleasure that uh, your son won't get that we had. It's the honor, the great honor of uh, being asked to go outside at school and dust those erasers off. You remember that? Mm-hmm. That was a real treat, wasn't it? Anything to get out of that cell. <laughs> it did feel like... Uh, you were in prison, and if you got to go out and dust the erasers, you were kind of like that Andy Dufresne from um, Shawshank Redemption. You, you know, you got to They got to have a beer out. one time on the right, roof. Yeah. That was kind of like your, your beer at school where you were clapping erasers together. You know, Lord knows what you're inhaling out there, beating those things together, breathing about a pound of chalk. But, boy, that was nice, wasn't it? It and was he'll never, he won't He won't get to know what that's like. Mm. What I wonder what simple pleasure the child, the elementary school child of this uh, age has. I can tell you what it's been for his class. They, uh, if the teacher needs to send a note to the principal. Oh, errand. They get to go on a little errand. A little errand. Yeah. Nice. And uh, and I think some of them take their sweet time. <laughs> Dude, it's like, yeah, I got to look around. I got to look at the trophies in the case. Yeah. I remember that. I had to go to the principal's office, take something to the principal's office. I walk like a sloth. <laughs> slow motion, just taking my sweet time. It's been 45 is, minutes. Where's Daniel? Is there still the uh, the guy that gets to empty the eraser shaving? I mean, the pencil sharpener shavings, or do they even use pencils anymore? I don't know, but one thing that they do that I never heard of is they get to be teacher for a day or something sometimes. What? Yeah, like the one of the kids gets selected to get up there and teach the weather that day and the spelling that day or whatever. Oh, well, that ain't good. Probably the teacher's like, I'd like a break. So, uh, little Daniel, why don't you teach today? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like an honor, but the teacher's like, y'all are driving me crazy. Y'all just teach yourselves today. I'm going to be over here on Facebook. Daniel, when you donate um, stuff to Goodwill or a thrift store, there's there's a couple steps involved with this. It's 98.5 The Bull. I think we've all done this. Uh, you notice uh, your closet's getting a little crowded or things aren't fitting anymore, and you decide, well, I haven't worn that in a year, so I'm going to go ahead and donate that. It doesn't look good on me anyway. So that's the first step. You pick out the things you want to donate, whether it be the shoes or the shirts or the pants or whatever. Step one is also putting them into a garbage bag, right? That's step one's completed. You've got the stuff you're going to donate. Your closet is now a little, has a little more space for your new clothes to go in. Step one is completed. Step two now lasts for about six months. And step two is where you put the garbage bag in the back of your car, and then you drive around with it for about six months. Why why do we do that? 
I don't know, man. It's uh, I really don't know. There's what? really no excuse for it. Well, what is that? I know because, like, in my wife's car, she has two bags of things she wants to donate. High heels, which, by the way, suck in a garbage bag, by the way. It just pokes holes all through the garbage bag. And so she's got two bags. I put them back there. She asked me to, and I said, yeah, I'll put them back there. And the idea is that when she's out and about and she's around Goodwill, she'll drop them off. We went on several vacations, like quick weekend vacations this year, and we used her car. Do you know how many times I unloaded that stuff, put it in the garage so we could put our lawn chairs and stuff in there? Then we get back from vacation, I unload lawn chairs, put the Goodwill stuff, about five times. You got to transport it at least six months, you know, cure it in the car <laughs> yeah, or whatever. It's gotta be, you don't want to give them something that hasn't been ripened. Is there a reason you, you know, Goodwill is your go-to thing or you'll just take it to any charity whatsoever that has one of those boxes nearby? Yeah, the uh, that's what I like is the box. Um, and no, it's not Goodwill. It's just one close to our house. Mm-hmm. So it's convenient. And all we have to do, it would take like four seconds, but no, 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 the four seconds, we're going to put that off about six months if we can. I had this issue where there were these bins for two charities. One was for like single moms. The other was for veterans. I, and I was like, I didn't know which one to put the now stuff you're in. torn. <laughs> well, yeah, you are a little torn. You, you know, you want to be good to the veterans, but you also want to help out the, the moms. So I didn't know what to do with that. Put one shoe in one and the other in the other. I wonder what ends up happening with all that. I saw somewhere that if uh, they can't sell it or something, they just ship that stuff off to, like, foreign countries. That's that right? why you'll see people walking around with, like, a... An Auburn shirt know, or an Oklahoma shirt. the Bull shirt on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and those probably are frequently donated. So, um, but you used to work at a Goodwill. You said mm-hmm. it was the best job you ever had. Buddy, boy, did I love it. I got to uh, just ramble all day long. People would bring in boxes of stuff, and you just get to... Uh, just open those boxes and just ramble through it. You find everything, too. I remember somebody donated a coin collection once. That could be worth some money. Did you take that? What do you mean, did I take it? Well, okay, so Daniel said he was in charge of pricing the items mm-hmm. when they came through the back door. And if you had your eye on something, you would make sure that it was priced fairly low so that you could go on the... Oh, I was wheeling and dealing. <laughs> if, uh, that coin collection I, th- I don't $2. think they do that anymore. I think they finally wisened up and stopped doing that because like a guitar would come through or whatever like hmm this looks like a great guitar five dollars <laughs> pretty good <laughs> eight five the bull 98 five the bull weather provided by community care your locally owned health plan i've learned a lesson daniel if you'd like to uh, learn from me Kind of the conventional wisdom of life is you either learn from others or you make a mistake yourself and you try not to do it again, right? Okay. Well, here's something I'll never do again. You ever go to the the big stores, um, like Reesers and stuff, and they have a pharmacy in there. And I was going to go get some medicine and stuff. And um, But then I had to pick up a weird thing that I didn't have any idea where in the store this would be. Um, do you know where toothpicks would be in Reesers? Uh, it would be by the matches, that, well, that whole section. Okay, well, that helps me zero. Matches and stuff would be close to the charcoal. Okay. All right, so now I'm getting warmer, but I didn't know. And uh, I'll tell you what I learned. The pharmacists do not like to be asked where stuff is in the store. Why in God's name would you ask the pharmacist? Because <laughs> well, I, was, I was over there getting medicine, and they work there. That would be like going to the Tulsa Performing Arts Center during one of their plays and asking one of the actors where the restroom was while they're on stage. Well, if they know where it is, why not just tell me? But I was at the, you know, I was picking up my medicine, and while I was there, I was like, hey, tell me where those toothpicks are. And he told me, but uh, he didn't like it. No. And I'll go ahead and tell you, my very first job was at a pharmacy. I worked at a pharmacy there in my hometown. Pharmacists have a foul disposition. I'm not really <laughs> sure why, but this guy, his name was Joe. He would go back in the back if he got angry and pick up a buggy over his head like an ape and throw it against the wall. A pharmacist? Yeah, man. I'd be like, hey, what's your problem? 
It's like, I have to count to 20. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, buddy, is I'm it telling beneath you. them? Is that what it is? Well, they, I mean, they probably. If they know where the toothpicks are, why can't you just tell me? They're probably really backed up, but. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not a hard job. Uh, and you got to be very smart to do it. And maybe getting asked about toothpicks is not part of the day you want. So I, I'm never going to do that again. I'll find somebody else. Yeah, please don't. I'll ask you just a random person in the store before I ask a pharmacist. Do that. <laughs> it's 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. 720. Good morning. Daniel, do you feel like parents this generation like their kids more than we were liked in a way? It's 98.5 The Bull. Because, uh, like, right now I'm seeing all those pictures which the Better Business Bureau is warning us about posting our kids' first day of school. And they're just like, you know, be careful, have fun with it. But a lot of kids hold up these boards, and it has all this pertinent information about their lives on it. Uh, little Daniel's going to second grade at John Smith Elementary, and his teacher is Miss White. And, and they're saying the Better Business Bureau is like, that's a lot of information to know about a kid. You might not want to put all that stuff on there then put that on social media. Mm-hmm. But I got to thinking, on my first day of school, I remember very specifically, they just pull up to the lines, get out. There was no pictures with a board and stuff like that. I think my parents only have one picture of me before I was 10 years old. Wait, they took you to school? That <laughs> well, would have been a dream. First Hold day. on. That would have been a dream come true for me. Uh-huh. I had to stand out in the yard. And a bus stopped and picked me up. Like Forrest Gump's kid? Basically, yeah. But they wouldn't sit out there with me to introduce me to the bus driver. It's just, <laughs> just me. And listen, rain or, sh- sh- you know, snow, shine, whatever, if I wasn't standing out in that yard in the elements, that bus wasn't stopping. If you weren't standing out there next to the road, there was no bus stop with no shelter. If I wasn't in the road, I almost in the road, the bus just kept on going. Kept on going. Even if they saw you at the door trying to head out. They might not stop. Gotta Terrible. Be, That's awful. One step on to get in. So then how much trouble were you in when you missed the bus? Because now your parents, it's going to interfere with their it life. It was somewhat understandable. So just in really bad trouble. Mm-hmm. How far away was the school that your parents yeah, Two lived? miles? <laughs> it would have literally taken them two minutes if you drove 60 miles per hour to drop, drop me off at school. Wouldn't have in it. I could have rode a horse to school. I need See, that's to ask what I'm talking about. about. I need to ask him about it. That's what I'm talking about. It seems like... We like our kids more than they like us. Like two minutes to school, it's like I ain't doing that no matter what. Oh. I got coffee to drink. I got a life to live here. Son. I don't think they drank coffee. It wasn't like they're sitting there having a nice breakfast together. They just just didn't do it. <laughs> Sorry, man. Ty and Daniel on ninety eight five The Bull. Well, Daniel, if you uh, if you did, you know, riding a horse is exercise. You ever ridden a horse and you think this is gonna be easier than you're sore the next day? It must be like a good workout. I used to have a horse when I was a kid growing up, and uh, sometimes if a heavier person would get on the horse, horse would lay down. No, no worse oh, insult than that. Hurts that person's feelings. Heck so yeah, it does. They'd lose some weight, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they had tried Red Mountain weight loss, they could have lost up to 20 pounds in 30 days. A physician will call you at your house, video chat with you, and they'll talk about your goals and your things you you, you want and uh, come up with a plan for you. You mean weight loss goals or just other goals in life? Anything you want to talk about. <laughs> they Mountain keep steering loss. the conversation toward weight loss, <laughs> yeah, okay. but you can mention whatever you want to them. Yeah, Red Mountain weight loss, uh, up to 20 pounds in 30 days it works. One lady reports that uh, she lost eight pounds in the first week and had never been able to lose weight. So it works. They'll send you medication to help you lose weight. Dial pound 250, keyword Red Mountain weight loss. Pound 250, keyword Red Mountain weight loss. Bury me in 
Georgia. Uh, what'd you make of that from Kane Brown? Bury me in Georgia. It's 98.5 The Bull. Time for our bull fight, Daniel. Brought to you by Optimum Complete. And it's for Russell Dickerson. Even you can upgrade to the Tig and Daniel Partico Pass. That gets you a free hotel, free dinner at River Spirit Casino Resort. Daniel, who do we have? Good morning. We have Wes on line one, Amy on line two. Wes works at a uh, still shop. Wes, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. What's Monday like at the old still shop? What are you in there doing? Oh, man, we're just, uh, you know, keeping the country going, man. All right. Made in America. Getting it going. Uh, Can you hop off that speakerphone if that's what you're on, Wes? And uh, we'll speak with Amy while Wes is doing that. Amy, you're a door dasher, you say, right? Yes. And uh, how? what is going on? Um, It's a little slow for Monday, but it's okay. Oh, you, are you, do you deliver breakfast as well? Yes. Yeah, I started at 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. I never considered that type. We ought to have breakfast delivered every now and again. Well, guys, I'm going to give you guys some Disney characters. You'll have to tell me what uh, type of animal it is based on the character. We'll start with you, Wes. Mickey. Mouse. Correct. Amy. Dumbo. An elephant. Elephant is correct. Wes. Simba. Lion. Lion is correct. Amy, what was Bambi? A deer. Correct. Wes, Baloo. One more time. Baloo. Oh, a bear. Bear is correct. Amy, Eeyore. Is oh, I can't think of what he was. Eeyore was a donkey, a donkey. Wes, Jiminy, cricket, cricket is correct. Amy, Thumper, was a rabbit, rabbit is correct. Wes has four. Amy has three. Final question. I guess it's all comes down to this, Wes. What was Pumba? Oh, uh, dang it. <laughs> Pumba was a warthog. You've got to get this one right. You've got to get this one right to tie it, Amy. Timon. A meerkat? Meerkat is correct. We are tied up. Ty, explain a uh, tie-breaking situation here. The next question is for the both of you at the same time. You buzz in using your name, so do not blurt out the answer. Yell out your name, and then we'll give you the opportunity to answer if you're the first one to buzz in, okay? Okay. Okay. All right, guys. From The Little Mermaid, Sebastian. Amy. 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 A crab. Crab is correct, and with that, Amy has defeated Wes in the 98.5 The Bull fight. Amy, do you want to hold on to these Russell Dickerson tickets, or would you like to give them to Wes, the still shop worker? No, I'd like to keep them. Wes, I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right, though. You're still qualified to win the rest of the week uh, at 740 with the 98.5 The Bull fight brought to you by Optimum Complete. And Wes, I, pre- I appreciate you listening over there in the uh, steel shop. And hang on the line. Amy Dan is going to get some information from it. It's 98.5 The Bull. I only talk to God when I need him. 
98.5 The Bull. 83 is our high today. Good morning, Daniel. Ty famously doesn't like to go out to eat, and I think we've uh, cracked the code. I think I, I know the reason you don't like to go out to eat is because you can't hear in a crowded restaurant. Would that be f- maybe a fair assessment? Um, could be part of the equation. Also, I just am uncomfortable with people uh, getting me things to drink. And then, you know, if I run out of water, I feel guilty that they're having to make a second trip. And, I, you know, I don't know. I you can get my own water. You should definitely be guilt-ridden by going out to eat at a restaurant where the server brings you water. I don't feel bad when I go to the places where they have the fountain, like a, mm-hmm. you know, Jimmy John's, where I can just get my own drink. But, you know, yeah. I feel bad. Like, is, I, I'm is, a grown man. I can get my own There is still drink. a guy having to make your sandwich. But, you know, the drink is really what crosses the line <laughs> for you. We went and ate at Lowood, like my favorite place in Tulsa. We went and ate at Lowood. And I think that the trick is... When we ate at Lowood, it was so too crowded in the dining room. We couldn't even get in. So we sat out on the patio, and it was just us. Mm-hmm. I think you enjoyed dinner when I it was did. just us out there. I liked it, yeah. And it was uh, just buddies. And because and it was quiet, and you I could, could hear. hear. Well, they said, listen, we had just went through this with your mom, getting her hearing aids. Mm-hmm. You had read that when people lose their hearing, like, there's all sorts of problems with cognition. But if you can get them back to hearing, it reduces it by 50%. So is that what's going on with you? Well, when you're in a crowded place, and I was talking to other people about our age, um, it's hard for us to hear in crowded places now. And and then you feel isolated. And even this weekend, Daniel, we were at the Oklahoma Smoke Show, and there's a band out there, and somebody's t- telling me a story, and I'm just like, uh-huh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what they're telling me. They could have said, yeah, my grandma, she's dead now. And I'm like, uh-huh. You so can't just the, be like nodding, uh-huh, because yeah, no, Lord like knows be. what they're saying. <laughs> I didn't know how to do it, so maybe you're right. I can only go to a library. It would be a great place for me to eat food. So, in other words, if if I want to go out to dinner with you, we must go to a very quiet, That's what I would like private place from now on. Candle it. Or maybe like if Monks had a restaurant. <laughs> yes, exactly. Ty and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. Uh, Daniel, a, a place that I, I would highly recommend you get out. Even if you don't like getting out, it would be Snow's Furniture because of the lowest prices in town guarantee. Yeah, why uh, drive all the way around town price checking if you just go immediately to Snow's Furniture? Barry says, listen, you just can't beat my prices. Lowest prices are guaranteed. You can't guarantee it unless it's true, right? And uh, 0% interest when you check out. And the furniture is there for you to take home today. Snow's Furniture is online, in town, and on Facebook. I saw this meme on the internet, Daniel, and uh, I said, is that is that actually true? And I looked it up, and it's actually true. This is going to blow your mind. It's 98.5 The Bull. We've all been doing something wrong, and we've all been doing it in our entire lives and I'm about to change your life, Daniel. When you go to the grocery store and you've got that conveyor belt, you know, and there's a guy in front of you and you want to make sure that your groceries don't get mixed in with his, you put this thing down. And how do you lay it? Uh, just let down on the conveyor belt across? Mm-mm. What? No. No. You're, you're wrong. You're going to say now it goes uh, vertically or something? It goes up and down, like the length of the belt, not across the belt. And I looked this up, and sure enough, there's like the Supermarket Association of America, those little plastic things we've been putting long ways. You're supposed to put them up and down to separate your groceries even more from the guy behind well, you. First of all, what a bunch of nerds. Second of all, <laughs> who, who doesn't do self-checkout? Who's going through that actual line still? Well, I'm just saying, you know, there's some old school, you know, some OGs out there still go through the line. And you feel like you need, what is that, a foot long? Well, hey, man, I ran the cash register at a gr- not trying to brag, but I did. I know. And uh, I remember all the codes for bananas and things. And I never once saw somebody put it like it's supposed to be, but next time I go to Reese's, watch me do it. And people are going to look at me oddly, but I'm the actual one that's the correct one here. The more you know, Daniel. I didn't know there was a, such a rule. Apparently there is. We've been doing it wrong the whole time. I don't know why you have to do it like that, 
but um, you do. So, Daniel, you 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 look like a fool, as usual. I apologize. <laughs> Coming off kind of a high on electricity here in uh, Tulsa. I talked to people that went to Zach Bryan. They said, I said, how was it? And I thought they would say, man, it was fantastic. Some people are reporting it as the greatest show they've ever seen. Isn't that wild? I wanted to uh, reach out to the geological society or whatever to see if people were jumping up and down so so much that it uh, appeared on the sphincter scale, but I don't know how you get in touch with the geological society. What's funny? <laughs> that scale. That's some scale you use for earthquakes, but okay. I think, uh, you know, I think I've hit a milestone. I think I'm too old for the floor. Standing Tell on that about floor that is because a young man's game. We were lucky enough. Uh, we hosted, like, sort of the pre-party with Zach Bryan's dad, Dwayne, and uh, we had floor tickets we were giving away. And people got very excited because maybe you can upgrade from 200 seats down to the floor. Mm-hmm. But you're uh, past floor age. What does that mean? It means uh, I need a chair. I don't like to stand on the ground. I need to sit <laughs> me down. <laughs> well, when you go to the BOK, there's people lined up three or four hours before the show. And I go, if you have assigned seats, what are we doing here? But those are the people that are trying to get on the floor to get the best spots of all. You know, you rush in and you stand right next to the front line or whatever. And that's why they're there early to try to be the first in the place. Now, let me tell you something that's going to depress you. You're also too old for floor seats because guess what? You Don't get, say it again. <laughs> you are. Don't say it again. There ain't no bathroom down there. There's no beer area down there. If you want to go to the bathroom or go get another drink, you got to walk all, all those steps. One one thing I had talked to Zach Bryan's dad about, and he's been very nice to us, um, I said, you know, these people that wait four hours in line to get on the floor, and then they rush in and they get on the floor and they're in the front, if they leave to go to the bathroom, they lose their little spot there in the front. And I said, do you think anybody here is wearing a diaper? Because you, you see those people in New York, you know, when that ball drops, people get there 12 hours early so they can get a good mm-hmm. seat or stand up, and they're wearing diapers and things. Do you think anybody was wearing a diaper at the BOK? I wouldn't think so. But what happens if you have to go and you lose your spot? Just lose it. Uh, uh, we saw Officer Chris at the Oklahoma Smoke Show pre-party, and he told me people were lined up since 10 that morning. I don't believe him. What, you think he's a liar? You well, think no, a but law? I mean, why in the world would people line up at 10 in the morning for a show that didn't go on until 8 that because night? Because they want to be first at that gate at the very front of the line. But or what is- Zach Bryan did was he had a the stage right in the middle, and he would move each time. Oh, so everybody kind of had a front row seat yeah. eventually, kind of. So it really did you no good to be huh. lined up right there first. I've got a brilliant idea, and Cracker Barrel should really take me up on this. There ought to be a Cracker Barrel section for us folks that are a little bit too old for the floor but not young enough to want to sit down the whole time. An area with, like, rocking chairs. Maybe a checkers game Big in checker between game, acts. right. If he does right. a song you don't like, play a little game of checkers. Get a little Christmas calendar while you're there. Bring out some biscuits while you're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> play that so game. Nice. Yeah. That little uh, golf tee game that makes you feel like an idiot. Yeah, hang up some old... Uh, Farm implements on the walls around in the <laughs> Cracker Barrel section, you know. Not a bad idea. The Cracker Barrel Corner. Cracker Barrel Corner. <laughs> it's just perfect for people General like General store in there if you want to buy a peppermint stick while you're waiting. It'd be great. <laughs> 98.5 The Bull, welcome into Did You See? Uh, why the Better Business Bureau is telling you maybe to be careful about posting those pictures of your kid the first day of class and why. It's uh, Did You See? brought to you by Paradise Beach Water Park. So why in the world would they tell you to be careful about posting your kid's first day of school. You see that all the time. The kid holds up like a chalkboard and all that. 
Well, they say you're revealing a lot of information about your kid if you're not careful. You know, they put their name at the top, and they're going into second grade, and they're going to Daniel Baker High School or Daniel Baker Elementary School, and his teacher is Miss Smith. That's a lot of information, they say, to give out. I don't think I've seen people putting that much information, though. Normally, it just looks like uh, just says second grade. It doesn't say the teacher's name and all that. But Maybe I'm the sure people in are some catching cases. on. Yeah. But uh, they say to, to uh, definitely watch out for that. There's a guy here in Oklahoma, Daniel, and he, uh, did you see this? He uh, collects movie props. He's got one of the whips from Indiana Jones. Get out of here. Yeah. He's got that hat that Forrest Gump wore while he was sitting on the bench. You know, mm-hmm. but you know what he says, and he he's just a collector, and he says his number one thing. You know what the number one movie prop he wants? This what is, is a it? Great movie by Stephen King. A Stephen King movie prop. Um, and it's a really good movie with Morgan Freeman. There's oh, something is it in that there. poster from Shawshank Redemption? That would be a good one. However, he wants the Bible that Andy Dufresne used um, to trick the warden. Oh, nice. That that would be, but that seems like that would be a million dollars, right? That's a pretty ambitious get there. I don't know how much props are worth. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. In movie scripts, people collect those and stuff. And um, But it seems like Indiana Jones Whip would be extremely expensive. It seems like the Bible from Shawshank. I don't know what he's going to do with this stuff. I guess he just looks at him at his house. You just put it up on a shelf, and then, like, your grandkid sells it. <laughs> <laughs> For, like, $5? Yeah, your grandkid, who cares nothing he's about like, it, just sells this? it. That's yeah. the way it goes. This Bible has a... It's cut. What is it? All right, we'll sell this. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see this? This kid in Wisconsin, three-year-old, woke up from a nap, decided he was going to go get himself some McDonald's, put on his shoes, walked to the nearest McDonald's. All his mom and twin sister were asleep in the house. Here's the mom talking about what happened. This little boy woke up, put his shoes on, woke up from our nap. I was asleep on that floor. Woke up from our nap, put his shoes on, and walked to McDonald's. I don't know what time he left the house. I don't know how he left the house. We all were asleep. I was asleep on the floor. We all knocked out. And he woke up and put his shoes on and went to McDonald's. It's not funny, but it's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. What do you do if the kid does that? I don't know. I would be interested to hear the rest of the story. Did the police have to come and find him and identify, you know, who the parent was? And the other thing I got to say about this story is I totally relate to losing sight of your child for a while. Mm -hmm. That'll happen. Uh, We lost our kid one time. He was about two, and he was purposely hiding from us because he had learned hide and seek. Scared us to death. We thought maybe he got outside, but then we thought, no. There's so many ways you can childproof doors. Like, you can put this knob on it that adults can turn, but mm-hmm. kids can't. They don't have the strength. And then you put a lock higher up. So, obviously, she didn't have much of that going on if well, a kid escaped the house. Well, she said she was asleep on the floor, so. Yeah, what does that so mean? Weird place to take a nap, but that's that's their business. The kid's okay, though, long story short. You see this, a California handyman. He helps remove squatters. He helped uh, remove some squatters from his mom's home. He's expanded his service to others. His name is Flash. Flash Shelton says that he'll physically move in with the squatters, make them so uncomfortable, they'll end up leaving the property. He has also provided consultation for squatter removal over Zoom. Here's a clip of him removing some illegal tenants. They tell me that there's people here and that there's furniture in the house. And who's telling you that? that the realtors. That there's people here. Yeah, so neighbors tell me that they see people coming in and the lights on. Well, that would not be Neighbors there, neighbors there, neighbors there, and neighbors there. That would never be us. And those are the ones that have been calling me, telling it all has to be out before I leave. I've got guys scheduled to come take the stuff out later today. So either you take it out or I have to take it out and put it out on the driveway until it gets picked up. What an awful situation if you're a landlord. Like, I have, a, a like, a small condo down in my hometown. If people were to just move in there and would refuse to move out, I mean, that's 
That's a lot would, of trouble. I would go broke. I would not be able to afford if I lost my tenants or whatever for a month or so. And somebody else moved in in the meantime? Or, or squatted in there, yeah. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's got to be, yeah. I mean, you can't just go live in somebody's house and not pay for it, man. Apparently, in some places, you can. <laughs> I don't know if many of you experienced this, but several people at work have been talking about it. That thunderstorm that rolled through last night, that was some thunderstorm for a lot of us. It's 98.5 The Bull. I mean, it reminded me a little bit of the Father's Day storm, the way things sounded hitting my window, uh, the trees going back and forth. It was pretty wild out there, but I had a question. Your dog, Daniel, is he freaked out by thunder and lightning? He didn't he didn't move. Really? He was up in that bed with me. He is afraid of me sneezing. So if any like sniffle I make, so you know, I have some sinus issues going on. I'm kinda like a little sniffly. So no, thunder, lightning, even a tornado, he would just lay in bed, would not get up. I sniff a little bit, runs for the hills. So sniffle scares him. Act of God, no problem. Mm -mm. He is not scared of anything. Well, Except a sneeze or the remote. A lot of dogs are freaked out by fireworks and thunder, and I've got a little dog, and um, I don't know what it is with dogs. When he was little, he didn't care about it. Maybe his brain just wasn't there yet. Now he's got a little more, I don't know, experience in life, and he freaks out now. And uh, years ago, I had a dog, and this dog would get so scared during a thunderstorm that it looked like he was going to have a heart attack and die. And, and so I went to the vet, and they gave me something called doggy downers. Doggy downers. Have you ever heard of this? What is that? You get like when a thunderstorm is approaching, you feed this dog this medicine. It looks like a treat. I guess it tastes like a treat, but really, I guess it's Xanax or something for dogs. Oh wow! And uh, <laughs> and when you give him that, then you get worried because the dog is so lethargic. You're like, did I just kill this dog? Because now they don't care about anything. I guess it's like taking a drug for a dog. I couldn't imagine sitting there just watching my dog being terrified and shaking for hours on end. So it's I wouldn't blame worst. you on that. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. And you can't really console them because, you know, they don't speak English yet. This is going to be a weird question, but can a dog get addicted to drugs? Oh, I, I, absolutely. You think so? Oh, absolutely. If you give them something over and over and over and then stop, they're going to have withdrawals. I would think absolutely, 100%. Oh, wow. Well, that's also you be scary. Careful. But uh, one time I had a dog that was so scared he tried to get under the carpet. Like, hide under the carpet. And then I got so scared, I thought about getting under there with him because it, it was quite the storm. I was like, this is crazy. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tyga and Daniel.